1: This is Sri Liu and you're listening to Enterprise. Optimax Malaysia is a multi award winning eye specialist center that has been around for 26 years. Today, joining us is Sani Tan, CEO of Optimax and managing transition as Optimax has recently begun its initial public offering on the ACE market. Uh, of Aburisma Malaysia from August two thousand and twenty. Sandy leads a team of nineteen surgeons, forty four optometrists, and many assisting staff members over thirteen eye specialist centres, including one specialist hospital. So today we're going to understand her journey to this field of work and insights on the workings of the eye specialist
0: industry. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Freda. Thank you so much for having me this morning.
1: So Sandy, tell me a little bit about your career progression
0: leading up to your role today okay okay sure sure so um basically i you know Optimax has been in the market for the past 26 years so because um it was started off by my father yeah so this has been a very general topic and a lot of ongoing uh daily conversation between our family members since i was 12 years old yeah so Back then, you know everything about Optimax is you know is really embedded in me, so uh I actually learned this whole um you know even meeting like the 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 uh, ophthalmologists like you know meeting all the doctors has become a kind of program during the weekends when my father are out meeting doctors and going into the clinic and you know playing around with the customer care services when I was young so Optimax has always been something that has uh, been ongoing la, through through my life. and then you after that when I was in uni, I actually came back for you know summer break and I actually helped out as the customer care service. Right. So yeah right. I used to be very engaged with I know what's going on, I know what are the products that they have and you know um, getting very much involved with you know the doctors and the team back then, like right. 26 years ago. And so it's very interesting
1: you you're not an optometrist neither is your dad right yes and you know what i guess like the what yeah what do you see as an opportunity way back when
0: into tw- 26 years ago so when we started back then uh, in uh, 1995 so he got into this business by i think by chance or you know like what he always say it's just meant to be because uh, at that point he was a um contractor Electrical uh, contractor where he actually builds all the airport runway lighting and right. street lights. So he has completely no connection with the medical. You know, not not even like associated with any medical uh, things. I and mean, he's not even a doctor. We are not even in the medical field back back then. So he got into this business by chance because there is a doctor that proposed to him. Oh, you know, uh, there's this latest technology which is the refractive surgery back in 1992, that time, there is none in Malaysia mm-hmm. and no one actually dares, I mean, for that period of time yes. to bring in something yes. so new. Yeah, he, he, he wanted to try out and see whether or not, uh, is this going to work? Will, will the Malaysian accept doing this uh, refractive surgery treatment? Nice. See? So oh, then it was a very bold move and my father said, okay, why not? Let's take the challenge and bring it in. So this is how we actually started. So after that, uh, it shows that, you know, uh, back then it was the PRK treatment mm. back, in the, the, back then. La. So that, that PRK treatment, right, as compared to what we are having the LASIK today, the surgery, right, is, is mm. really, really different. It's a big jump from technology to the whole um, involvement of the technology from the PRK when we do PRK treatment back then, right, it's one eye at a time and that particular mm. eye after surgery is six months recovery and it's wow. really I... really painful <laughs> yeah so back then we only cater to you know we only cater to those people that really needs to get uh, the refractive surgery done for career-wise like you know they are mm. badminton or they are the f1 drivers or they they do all these uh pilots because they are not allowed to wear their glasses while they work so this is something that they must do then only they get into doing the refractive surgery because the whole procedure is, is really actually it's is really painful and some people when they came in for their one eye right after the first surgery mm-hmm. they wouldn't dare to go for the second one because it's too painful and it's not easy to bear it right
1: I, and I, I remember hearing these stories from people way back when right and how things have evolved since and so it was quite, quite radical for your, your father to have started this, but I think also quite radical to get optometrists, right? Uh, to work alongside. Yes, it is. Right? So it's it evolved since, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, right. You, you t- so you took over the role as CEO in 2017, right? You know, what, what, what's changed since? And I guess, what, what do you plan to do with uh, taking, after taking over from your dad?
0: Okay, so um, like I mentioned uh, before, the the, sur- the whole surgery evolve and technology is something that is very much intact with our current business because uh, mm. the, the next thing that we, especially for me as a second generation to go through this uh, phase is to bring in much better technology. So um from technology, is something that we are very much at hurt with, especially coming into our medical and also our, the ophthalmologist department because we think that a lot of uh, machineries and a lot of uh, eye-checking equipment is, is very important if we want to give our patient the best results and also giving them the best outcome after they have completed their eye checkup and, as well as eye uh, surgery. So to us, um, technology plays a very, very important role. So for my part, is uh, I'm always engaging in what are the latest technology and bringing the latest technology back to OptiMax and serving our patients with the right diagnostic machines as well as the best treatment that we can offer to our patient today. Um, besides technology, I'm also in charge of the daily operation. So looking at daily operation, and making sure that the awareness is out there and also uh, marketing as well. So to, to ensure that, you know, I'm letting people know that this, uh, in OptiMax, we, we are giving them the best, you know, te- in terms of technology. Right. And also marketing. Yes. I'm mainly responsible for uh, developing and implementing marketing strategy for mm-hmm. uh, the whole OptiMax group. Right. So what
1: do you think, you know, I guess like with you coming over, like now we need to go on social media and all that, right? That must have been like a, a change uh, in terms of how we, we connect with our customers. You know, I guess like have the customers changed? Like Obviously, in the last 26 years,
0: what kind of customers are you seeing now? Now, uh, to, to the latest trend, uh... Recently, right, I see there is a big improvement as compared to what we were before. So, back then, like I mentioned, the PRK treatment takes a longer uh, healing period, and you know, the, the whole procedure is quite painful, and you can only do it one eye at a time. So, with the current technology, we can actually do both eyes together, and the whole treatment time is only like 30 seconds per eye. Right. And everything is much more seamless and is painless, and the recovery is immediate because you can actually drive back right after surgery.
1: Right. Uh,
0: What was was the decision uh, to to list the company? Um, The decision to list the company is uh, mainly also because we wanted to bring our name to to the public and also to to bring the awareness. Besides awareness also, uh, I mean, our doctors are also part of, you know, uh, our shareholders. And this is also something that is uh, new to us because... Back then, doctors are only the employee. So once we are listed, uh, our doctors are actually you know shareholders. Some of them have turned into shareholders, and you know they they I think more or less they actually felt that you know they 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 also can you know be part of the company, not just like the the employee of, of the company. So this is the one of the major change why we actually wanted to list is because we want everybody to be part of. Optimax because we, we grow it together since day one since twenty six years ago right. so right. and also uh, we see that you know the trend like, like people are coming in instead of refractive surgery is something very common maybe even somebody as young mm. as eighteen uh, to nineteen right. years old will come in you know I I don't want to wear my glasses anymore it's it's a lifestyle right. changes so people are actually more right. uh, accepting something new the new technology.
1: Right. Uh, And I know uh, you guys did something uh, different for the pandemic. You had plans to grow, but then you had to pivot a little bit. We'll talk about that in just a moment. I'm here with Sandy Tan from Optimax. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9.
0: Busy following money trail. BFM 89.9.
1: Good morning, this is Rina Liu, you're listening to Enterprise. I'm here with Sandi Tan, the CEO of OptiMax. And of course, OptiMax Malaysia is a multi-award winning eye specialist centre that has been around for 26 years. Um, you know, I understand that plans to expand and all that, but the pandemic hit, so
0: what did you guys do? So, uh, right, because uh, b- during the whole pandemic session, we actually fall under essential services. Hmm. So with or without patient, we still have to keep our clinic open. So that's when we actually write in and to be, uh, to request to, with uh, you know, Pharma Nyaga and as well as the, the mm. government to appeal that we would like to become a PPV center because we have right. our existing healthcare uh, manpower and our clinic. We have the mm. nurses, our doctors are all are willing to help up to, you know, at least help the government to hit her immunization so that we can quickly, you know, get out from the whole pandemic. So this is where mm. it started. So that is the reason why we actually um, converted the whole back office into a vaccine centre.
1: Right. Okay, so this is interesting. Now, I understand you have a satellite clinic in Johor?
0: Yes, correct.
1: Right. And I, the reason you chose Johor was, I guess, the Singapore market.
0: Um, at the moment, because uh, throughout the past 26 years, right, our foreign patient that comes into Ultimex is actually... Not a lot. We are mainly catering to our Malaysian market. So when we were to be in JB back then also because uh, the JB markets has at that time when we were in uh, Johor, there isn't much uh, refractive surgery centers and also uh, eye specialist centers. So we actually want to be uh, in all the major states in, in Malaysia. Like we have in Northern, we have uh, some in uh, Central region as well as the Southern region. So when we went into southern region, it's not just Johor, but we also are going into the outskirts like Kluang, Mwa, right. yeah, all this, uh small little area. Whereby uh, at that point of time, mm. refractive surgery or the eye specialist is not easily reachable because people lives in like Kluang and you know Segamat and Mwa, they have to travel uh, at least two hours to go to JB for, for right. you know medical treatment or also mm. of anything that related especially you know when you have cataract
1: you includes
0: mm. like you know the older people and they have to travel in and out and it's really hectic for them you know uh, and getting their surgery done and they have to drive all the way to johor like you know a 2 hours drive back through It's really like a good 4 hours so we decided to go into the suburb areas to, to actually mm-hmm. um, help them to achieve uh, good eye eye surgery and also bringing in our surgeon uh, to to come in to help them.
1: Right? Is it easy to find surgeons?
0: Yes, it's not easy because uh, we actually need to really um, look and also not just the surgeon. We have to find somebody that is willing to to, to right. stay put in in like places like Moa, Klong. Usually, they are the uh, yeah, they are, this is where they are from, their hometown. So yeah, yes. That's why we are not in most of the other areas because it's really not easy. It's like we we also intended to to start one or two in other outskirts area, like right. you know, Patu Bahad and all this, but this also have to make sure that we can find a surgeon that is willing to to stay good right. in, in that particular area. So yeah. So this is one of the challenges that we are facing. Finding
1: the right people because it's a very yes. specific skill and then whether they want to stay on there, uh, I, you know, in the ideal situations that, like, yes, I finally have something, you know, uh, here in my own hometown, right? Yes. Uh, it's just a little bit of your management style, right? I mean, uh, how do you select a team of executives? Is there a uh, push to include more women in the C-suite
0: level? Are you looking into this, this space? Yes, actually, Optimax is run by eighty percent female, I would say, in terms of our employees and customer service nurses and also our doctors. I think a good fifty to forty percent of them are female surgeons and right. yeah, so I, we we are actually um, going into uh, bringing in much more professionals in the medical field and uh, operation as well as in marketing. Uh, whether or not we are hiring more male or female, I think is an equal thing, as long right. as we have somebody that you know has the experience, willing to learn, even though they are not. I wouldn't say that. Oh, I only want to hire somebody with a you know mm-hmm. degree or somebody that mm-hmm. came came back, you know, with a master' degrees or somebody that studies in prominent yeah. uh, university.
1: Right. You try to start uh, getting these these people earlier on as well as much as possible. Right. I mean, try to find them while they're in university.
0: Yes, yes. So we actually work with the university very closely and have career talks for, you know, to hire ophthalmo- uh, ophthalmologists as well as our optometrists. Right. Yeah. Optometrists, ophthalmolo- ophthalmologists, oh. there's a lot, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: oh, no, like, okay. Um, okay, are there any other, I guess, like, what, what's, what's 2022 looking like for you?
0: Oh, it's really interesting, and uh, we have a few satellite clinic coming up, and also uh, moving forward, we have we are setting up a clinic in Bahau, which is near yeah. to Seremban, yeah, yeah, and also coming up with our JB Sutra uh, satellite clinic and a few more satellite clinic within penis yeah. uh, within our central region, and we will be also going into the east coast as well right. as uh, going regional. Places like Cambodia and uh, Vietnam. Huh.
1: Okay. And, yes. and that was actually my, my final question, which was, Pan completely intended your vision for OptiMax's future. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, my for my vision is uh, very um, simple. I just want to bring eye care and eye health to more people and it's easily accessible. For people to get their eyes checked, you know, somewhere that is nearby their housing area or is near Mm. the, you know, area that they always go. So, and on top of that, we are also going into paediatric eye care because we also think that uh, children eye care is is very important and we should start getting their eyes checked since they are young. Before Before they go to school, before they started off, you know, with all the activities that is ahead of them, we check children as young as uh, six months old, yeah, and we have an in-house optoptic that does it. So if I had if I had this service when I was very young, then I probably don't need glasses. You see, yeah, we can actually control your power from if your power yes. increased tremendously throughout the years with a proper eye check and the proper guidance and putting certain eye drops on them. They can actually maintain their power instead of going to you know sometimes you get 500, 600, they will be able to maintain at their current right. power. Right. I think, yeah, so if
1: we can, I, like anything else, right, if you, if you can take care of it when you're younger and, you know, sort out any issues when you're younger, it really helps, right, in the long term. Thanks for being with me this morning. Uh, Sandy Tan, the CEO of OptiMax, you've been listening to Enterprise. I'm Priya Liu, BFM 89.9.